Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for May 6, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Ogenki, minasan. Ogenki, indeed. And we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? Yo, yo, yo. How have we been and what we've been listening to as of late? Let's start with you, Luna. I am tired and dead inside. However, I've been listening to some interesting stuff. I am currently obsessed with Chanmina's new single, Bijin. Specifically the track Bijin. I absolutely love the beat, the rap, everything about it. It is freaking fantastic. And Chanmina was also featured in another song. And this is actually more of a American song, but I think it's cool she was featured in it. And it's called Best Friend by Saweetie and Doja Cat. And it also features Korean rapper Jamie. But that has also been on my list. And I love Chanmina's rap in it. And I love what she brings to the table in that one. Also went back to tr- some AAA, been listening to Deja Vu. And... A few other random tracks by them. Kaze ni Kaoru Natsu no Kyoku and Sayonara no Mai ni have been on my list as well. Also, I'm still listening to Kodakumi, except I went to her Summer of Love album since it's summertime. It has some amazing tracks such as I'll Be There, Someday, Hurricane. I just, I love that, you know, it fills my life with summery tunes as that is upon us. And went back to Shimba, listened to Semi Double featuring Cream a lot. Also been listening to Crazy Boys O featuring Shota Shimizu and OZ World. And a few other random tracks. Eru's newest single, Kokude Iki Oshite, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Also went back, finally got to listen to Eru's Love Like Hate EP, which came out last year. And... That is an amazing EP. If you have not checked it out, the remix to Spotlight on there is so freaking good. I highly recommend it. And then listen to some Exile. Was listening to their track Sunshine. uh, I mean, their EP, their single Sunshine. I love Yakusoku Promises. And I've been listening to that one a lot lately. And some Old Girls Generation, the Japanese version of Genie. I've had that stuck in my head. And that's really it. Just random hodgepodge of stuff. What about you, Gray? What have you been listening to? I've been listening to quite a lot, actually. So like you, actually, this past Sunday, I I, I don't know what it was. I was in a AAA mood. I listened to that all day. I think I drove my wife crazy (laughs) listening to all the AAA tracks. But, you know, I really enjoyed it. I I, I really liked revisiting AAA, and I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, one of the songs I've been listening to on repeat, uh, I'm actually going to hold off talking about it because we're going to talk about it later in the show, and I'm eager to get to that. I've also been listening to uh, Who Yeah Extended. He has the he does the second opening for. Jujutsu Kaisen and I, I really fell in love with Vivid Vice I think I think that's a really good song and so uh, like this past Tuesday I just went he has a pretty small discography and I went and checked out all of his music and I, I really wound up enjoying it he has actually has quite a few good songs and some really beautiful ballads so 
Uh, I recommend him. But that's about it. What have you been listening to, bud? So I've been listening to a hodgepodge of things as well. First of all, I went to back to Kite by Arashi, mostly because I've been so bored as of late. So I've been flipping on NHK World just in the background, and they cover the Torchbearer relay occasionally, and they've been just playing that song nonstop whenever they do. So I've been just getting that in my head so <laughs> after that i've been listening to Noborich's new album new gravity i've been actually really liking a new day so that's been actually really good i actually also went back to crystal k's with her release of the album i sing her cover of hitomi wo dojite is absolutely phenomenal so i'm pretty sure you would like that as well luna so i'm waiting for my copy in the mail yeah so i also went back to fuji fabrics i love you album as well i've been really liking shiny days as well as taranai shukunai as well as i mentioned last week and then i went to yama's mahi ep i've been really really liking that clover is probably one of the standout hits from that as well and then riza sulin released their exist single a couple weeks back i finally got around to listening to that as well so there's been a couple of that as well and also listen to Map for Love Again by Tomita Labs. A lot of the good stuff coming out of what he's been doing as well. But that's pretty much it besides Music Corner and then our upcoming topics that we're going to talk about. But nothing too much out of the ordinary there. But that, let's go talk about our topic this week. And this is going to be part two of our anime roundup here so a couple weeks back so i want to say about a month ago or so we talked about is there any particular theme song that we were hyping up or looking forward to enjoying for this upcoming spring season of anime and if it will match the anime or not so let's start like how we did last time so let's start with you gray what did you think about your picks and did it actually match what you originally thought of that actually i want to go in inverse because i want to save my favorite for last and um let me talk about sunpoon niju q bio by hitorie which is the opening for 86 it what well, 86 has been a very interesting show and it was it was not what i was expecting it to be but it's been it's been good and I will say, I think this song actually fits the show really well. It, it I thought it was like going to be like a fantasy show uh, because the the country that takes place in doesn't exist and everything. So I was like, oh, you know, it's you know, it's it's probably like a fantasy, but it's really more of a science fiction show. And if you not even watching the show, if you just watch the opening, you can pick up that it's more of a sci-fi show than it is uh, fantasy. So yeah, I, you know, Wait, given like the, but before before we continue there, then what do you count Attack on Titan? AOT to me, it's fantasy horror or dark fantasy. Not not science fiction because of them turning into like giant ass Titan things. Spoiler. Uh, I, I I mean. <laughs> uh, I mean I don't even me, watch the show no. and I know that. <laughs> I, I I mean to to me. Like they probably have an explanation for how all that's going on, but I, to me, it's not they really do. scientific. It uh, kind they... of is actually. So 
It, it okay, it is, but it isn't. So I can see yeah. how both sci-fi and fantasy play into it. Because if you think about like myths, like Greek myths and all that stuff, it kind of yeah. relates to that. So in a way, it could be. Fa- I would say like it's a mixture of sci-fi, fantasy slash horror. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, both. I, I would say it's like a low fantasy because because just because it, uh, fantasy doesn't have to have like you know magic and you know people shooting magic with their fingertips or anything like that. Like there's a very like fantasy is a pretty wide genre. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it, it can be. A lot of uh, a different a lot of things so it doesn't necessarily have to be like high fantasy and given uh, i don't want to go too much into 86 because it, it's an interesting show and i don't want to ruin it for people but i will say it deals with a pretty dark subject matter and it does have to deal with war so you, you know sunpoon uh need you uh need you bio it, it's a rock heavy tune and it's kind of like a good mid-tempo tune as well and it really it fits that that war-ish genre that it's going for i it winds up being a really good pick for the show and it's a pretty solid song overall i haven't added it to my playlist i'm circling around doing that but i haven't pulled the trigger on that yet but it's a, it's a very good song. It's a very good pick for the show. I think they did a great job matching tone with the song. I, I think they did an outstanding job for it. I mean, I mean it was all right, personally, because I've read the novels, the light novels, so I know where the tone is heading. And it seems like for this arc of where the novel is, it it seems like a good pick. I'm not going to probably watch the show because I don't really watch watch stuff I read, so... But for the most part, it, it 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 matches the tone that at this point of the novel it is. So for me, I mean, I I liked uh, Sampoon Nijuku Pyo by Hitori. I mean, I thought it seemed like it fit the show eighty six. I have not watched any of the show; just watched the opening, and it intrigued me. And I would like to check it out at some point. It's actually on my to watch list eventually. But it seems like a something up my alley because I do like those dark fantasy sci-fi type shows, especially when they start going just dark. So I'm looking forward to fully checking it out, but I do I did enjoy the theme song at least. Yeah. Yeah, Luna, the the show's actually right up your alley. I, I think you would really love it. So that that is my my two cents. I think I think that's a good show for you. It's on the million gazillion watch list. <laughs> <laughs> like to to put it in line with what you might expect from it. Think Iron Blooded Orphans. Okay, I I I got an idea, and that that was very. I, I loved that. I actually I didn't. I enjoyed it quite well. So I'm sure I'll enjoy eighty six. With that, uh, moving on to my second choice. Uh, I chose number one uh, by Dish for My Hero Academia Season 5. And uh, this is this is a disappointing song. I, I don't think this is a bad song by any means. But I don't think this is one Dish's best song by a mile. They have way better songs. And I totally, I think it fits. I don't think this is a bad pick for the show. But personally, it is not anything that I'm uber excited about. 
I, I get the feeling like number one's going to be a lot like Star Maker for me. And by the end of the season, I think I'll enjoy it quite a bit. But in the beginning, it's like, yeah, it, it's all right. It's got its moments. But it's not something that I look forward to hearing every week. It's just one of those songs like, oh, yeah, this song again. And, and then, yeah, you know, by the end of it, you're like, oh, yeah. Because I think we all have that anime where... It's like you're excited for the story, but you're also excited to hear the song, and you're look you look forward to hearing the song. I, at least that, that's me. And yeah, yeah, number one by Dish is is just not that. Like I, said, I totally, I think it fits. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with the song itself, and it matches the show quite well. But it's just, it's just not something I'm really thrilled about. What are your yours is your guys' thoughts on it? Well, you know, one of the things is well, one of the reasons why we're having this is. So you originally said that you were hoping that this was high energy, and I was dreading that personally because I, I personally, I, I'm all right with Dish. I'm not really a fan of them personally because I think it's it's all right. But when I listened to Number One, first of all, I laughed because I was like, oh, the kind of Boon Song Star Maker was much more higher energy than this <laughs> and this was just middle of the road the reason why i know that kind of boon's uh, star maker wasn't gonna win anyone's heart is because kind of boon always does the style of tracks so <laughs> yeah and, and like i said like i was really liking star maker by the end of the season like like come that last episode i i was really digging it like i was watching it with my wife and so like as we're watching it like you know i'm kind of using her leg as a drum so you know, uh, like like I did, I wound up getting into it, but I I haven't got into number one yet. I'll probably get there. I don't I don't think I won't, but it's it's just it's just not one of those like out of the gate. I'm really hyped for it, and yeah, I, I was wanting high energy because I I'm not the most familiar with their discography, but I remember two years ago they had released Starting Over, and that was a high energy song, and I was expecting something along that line. Because I think that would be, like starting over is a great song, yeah. and I think I think like a song like that would have been perfect for My Hero Academia. But like I said, I don't think it, it's particularly bad, and it does match the tone pretty 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 well. So it, it works. So I I mean I thought number one by Dish was okay. I but for me I feel like once I really start watching the show, I will get into the opening track way better. And that's usually what happens with my hero is I feel like there's only a few that were super memorable for me and that I just got into right away. So I'm kind of not surprised, but I know eventually, you know, hearing it each opening, I'll probably grow to love number one. But I mean, I thought it I was expecting a little upbeat, but I'm also more upbeat, but I'm also not familiar with Dish or their discography in general. But all in all, I mean... I'm still hyped for season five. I just got to get caught up. And I think number one will maybe push me a little farther. And I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of want to revisit all the theme songs now, but I also don't want to compare them. So yeah, it, I, uh, no, finish, finish what you were I was just going to say, but it seems to fit from wh what it looks like in the show. It seems to be a good fit, but I also can't tell because, you know, my hero can go from one way to the next you know, depending on your arc in the, the, the season, so. Yeah, and w one of the problems that I, I run into, especially with long-running shows like My Hero Academia, is, is, like, I develop favorites, 
as as I truck along, and so I, I run into this problem. I don't think it's a a good thing by any means, but I'll, mm. I'll compare and contrast the openings from various seasons, and that also adds and subtracts to my various levels of disappointment. So it's like, oh, you know, this, this wasn't as enjoyable as other openings that the show has done. Which which you, boggles you, my mind how you do that because <laughs> I don't know how you do that because every like for example. For when we get to my picks, I don't compare anything that Cardfight did originally to these openings and endings. So I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it's a gift. It's, <laughs> it's a very I, I don't yeah, it's a very weird gift. I would say that because then that, that, that <laughs> impedes your that impedes your initial thought of the song overall, and I don't think having favorites in. Or comparing or contrasting an opening and ending to a previous season because is is fair to that song. Personally. Oh, it's it's not. So it, it it's not at all. But uh, moving on to the song I'm most hyped to talk about, uh, I I have been listening to the song on repeat for a while now, and I I love it to death. This is the song I alluded to in the when we were talking about what we've been listening to, and that's imperfect. By Masayoshi o- Oishi for SSSS Dinan Xenon. Oh my god, uh, I love this song. It, it is fantastic in every way, and it does exactly what I was hoping it would do. So, SSSS Dinan Xenon is the sequel or the, the continuation to SSSS Gridman, and the opening for that one for that show was uh, Union, which was done by OXT. Now, Masayoshi is a member of OXT, so he's actually done the opening for both seasons. And so he he really captures that spirit because this is, again, an anime interpretation of an old tokusatsu show. And I think it does a really good job of blending the old with the new, and it has like a good energy to it. Now, this one's a little bit more of a rock-heavy tune than Union was, but they they both really hit the notes really well, and it's just it's just such a fun song to listen to. It really revs you up to for a show where that's about you know a giant robot fighting kaiju. It's just like yes, this is what this is what you want, and. I, I do. I, I love it. And I, I will admit the first time I, I heard it, I, I wasn't certain how I would like it. But I not to spoil anything, but it's used as an insert song near the end of the first episode. And oh, my God, like just it when when I heard it as an insert, I was like, that's it. I'm in. I love this song. I love it to death. It is fantastic. I, I do. I love it. So good. So good. I I, this, to me, this has been the highlight of the season so far, and Dinah Xenon's a fantastic show. But I, I will say, I actually did not know what to expect from Imperfect by Masayoshi Oishi, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, and it did make me want to jump into Dinah Xenon. Uh, it's not, you know, I mean, I do like my sci-fi robots, that type of thing, but it, it actually seems pretty interesting from what I saw, and I'm also very curious how they do the CGI in the show, but 
sticking with the music, I think Imperfect is a great opening. It fits very well with the show. I mean, they're pretty much coincide like they're one, and I love that aspect of it. So this is one I'm definitely going to check out, but that song is worth it even if you don't like the show. Yeah, so for for, for me... Imperfect didn't really hit until you hit that chorus because it does do the traditional tokusatsu style of songs here. And my my gripes with the series isn't going to deny that the song is really good and it really matches that style. But if I were to listen to the song by itself with no context, I wouldn't know what the hell this song is. I would think it's generic anime at the point, but... When it matches with that, when you're matching it with the opening, it does have that power and gets you really hyped. What it, what your show needs to do, you didn't you you didn't really talk about it the last time. You were just saying that you you are hoping to like it as the same as as the union, and so that there's nothing really to connect that with. You mostly gave up summary last time of the series, but yeah, I did. <laughs> But regardless, Denizion, it's I I'm not watching it for a specific reason, but that that's my my own gripe. But I'm not going to deny that Imperfect is a amazing song that pairs perfectly with this series. So with that, Luna, why don't you continue on with your songs? All right, so I had several just because of how we did this from last time, and I'm going to start with these two go together. It is for the anime Mars Red. And it, the first one is Seme no Aria by Wagaki Band. And I'll, I'll, I'll just start talking about this because it makes it easier. So although I expected Seme no Aria to be a little heavier than it was, I actually thought it was going to be more heavy metal. It was not. It was more traditional inst- Japanese instruments, which I loved. I was going to say. Wagaki oh. Band is known for. <laughs> I was gonna say always mixes metal and traditional and I sometimes some of them are more metal and I feel like some of their songs are more like you know with the traditional aspect and this one felt way more traditional and less use of like rock Mm -mm. if that makes sense because you know like depending on their tracks like they're really good at mixing things and Mm -mm. having like a usually a pretty good blend but occasionally you'll get that overflow of one feels heavier than the other so that's what, like, I kind of expected, because Mars Red is a horror anime. So I expected it to be more heavier, like, rock-ish, and less on the, in, the like, the traditional instruments. But it was the opposite, which I actually enjoyed quite well. I I loved the usage of it, and I actually thought it fit with the opening. I mean, I think just how the pacing of it was... It seemed to fit, and it really does pull you in because it, it also feels like it's a time period piece in a way as well when you look at it. So that's the other reason I like. I really enjoyed Semino Adia, and I'm really looking forward to watching this. I'm so upset I haven't got a chance yet. And the ending theme is actually my freaking favorite, is, Mar- uh, is On My Own by Hyde. And... I know Hyde's done other anime tracks and I've loved what he's done, but this is probably one of my favorites. So on my own flows perfectly, like flawlessly with the ending, the animation. I mean, it is seamless and 
from the moment it starts, I mean, you just kind of feel everything with it. It has this heaviness that fits well with the theme as, I mean, you're going into horror and vampires, so you already know what's going to be enthralled in that in the end. And it just makes you feel all the emotions. And I just love that about On My Own. So this is one that I, I really, this is on my top priority list to watch of new ones because of both these tracks. And I think they fit so well with the show and I'm glad they incorporated two solid open and opening and endings because I feel like it's a lot of hit or miss on some, like you'll love one, but you hate the other or one's okay. I never skip them, but this is one I would just watch and just be enthralled and excited to watch each time. So I do highly recommend checking out Mars Red in general if you like horror and Same No Adia and On My Own are both fantastic. Going uh, with the first track, Same No Adia, that is a very interesting song. And honestly, if someone had played that for me and, and I did not know that was a Wageki band song, I, I wouldn't have pegged it. It, just, it does not sound like a traditional song of theirs at all. It sounds very more just like a regular rock song, I guess. Not trying to dog the song anything because it's really good it's a really good song i really liked it a lot but it, it does it sounds it just sounds like a little bit more of a traditional rock song than what i would tr- typically classify their their music as uh so i i thought that was a very interesting choice and again totally it, it did it worked it seemed like it fit really well it especially goes with, with a theme and yet uh luna's rights about vampires and you know I, I could totally see that fitting and the same thing with uh hides on my own like you know it that is a very i would say metal song in a lot of ways definitely fitting the theme and tone the the darkness of, of what it's going for is a you know darker song and darker tone but i, I think it works i think it sounds re- really good and i i mars red's on my short list i, I do want to check it out i was I actually was wanting to check out the first episode before we talked about it, but I, I haven't gotten around to it yet. But it's on my short list. I definitely want to watch it. First of all, Grant, I don't know what the what in the world you're talking about because you can hear the shamisen. You can hear the Wageki Ben influence throughout the beginning of the song. So I, 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 I don't, I don't like Im- immediately. I knew this was a Wageki Ben song. <laughs> Yeah, pun realist. I don't know. I guess the first time I heard it, I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention or something. But yeah, pun rehearing it, I, I do. This is them. I, I don't. It doesn't feel. Yeah, you, you do hear the shamisen, but usually with their music, like you also hear. What's the Japanese? Uh, not a whistle or flute. You know what I'm talking about? Usually that's pretty prominent in a lot of their songs and. You barely hear it in this, and I think that's what threw me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm re-listening to it now, and yeah, yeah, I I, I was wrong. You you are correct. It is very much a Wageki song. I was like, gonna say like I didn't hear that much of a rock as rocky influence, you know, as it usual. That's why I was a little confused too. I, to to me, it just it feels toned down for them, and I I will still stand by that statement. It it feels a little toned down for Wageki band. Uh, yeah, you and usually I, and, and like, I can under- they're at eleven, and this is like a. I can understand like a- at the at at the statement of that mostly because it does feel like a little bogged down, but 
like when I first hear this, because what I do is I I pretty much had to look up the songs for the the openings and endings, and I got the no credit versions. That that was my whole point of of getting these ones, and it was very interesting to listen to it. And I think the reason why it's a an, an eight or a little bit bogged down in your your opinion is because it was trying to match the omni ominous mood the scary ominous feel and mood yeah, the, spook, yeah. the spooky yeah. feel that this series was trying oh, yeah. to hit for yeah. and i th- and i think that's the reason why it it, it does i i agree with you on that point gray where it it doesn't feel like a, a traditional wagiki band song because it it doesn't have the high energy and same for that rock appeal that you were talking about, Luna. I kind of understand that. This is very middle of the road, very bogged mm-hmm. down in all things, just to try to match the song or to the to the anime. And that, that's the, my yes. whole thing. That's my whole thing with this song. It's And going back to your list, Gray, that's the only thing that's making me not like Imperfect. Like 100%. Because you can tell that this song was made for this series and if i were to listen to it on my own i wouldn't know how to feel about this songs and same for same for uh, same may no Adi. now on my own it feels like a traditional hide song like I, oh yeah it that, does. It, it's no if ands or buts or difference there i i can tell that this is a hide ass song even if it wasn't a part of this anime Yep. So yeah, it's not. I, he's I, not really changing. Cha- he's not really changing anything from this. <laughs> no, no, he isn't, and that's why I love Hyde because even when he does a theme to an anime, you know it's Hyde, and you can listen to it outside of that. And as much as I liked Semeno Adia, you know, it also, like you said, it didn't really feel. Both of you said it doesn't really feel like a Wagaki band track because it is. It does match the tone of the show more so than usual. And I did want to make a correction. The Japanese flute is a shakuhachi. Yeah, my, my knowledge of traditional Japanese instruments is, is lacking. So I, I, will, I will be honest about that. Uh, and Same, same. I, I need to, be to honest. educate <laughs> myself a bit more on that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but, and there's yeah. other Japanese flutes besides the shakuhachi, but that is the more popular one because there's also like the shidobue flute and... So it really just depends. There's several. So I, I'm not as familiar as the wood instruments as I am like the strings. But I just wanted, just in case anyone's listening to this, is familiar with the instruments. Yeah. I just wanted to correct that to make sure, you know. <laughs> All right. So the next one is Pink Blood. And Utada Hikaru does the, does the track for it. And it's for the anime Fumetsu no Anata-e, a.k.a. To Your Eternity. So this is one... I actually, I'm trying to think, I actually kind of pegged it for what it was, because this is one I expected it to be, I mean, I kind of pegged it for what it was, but I didn't. So I'll go into like, I actually thought it was going to be more of a slower balladish track, which in a way, it does start out kind of like that. However, it actually is pretty fast paced. So it changed that it has this nice like techno-ish beat that flows very well. Um, my biggest gripe though is that it does not fit the show at all. And I don't know if it's because to me the the opening animation for Fumetsu no Anata-e is very 
congested and very um there's just a lot going on in that and i feel like pink blood doesn't quite suit it however as a track on its own i do like it and i'm glad to see utada doing some you know doing another song so soon which actually greatly surprised me and i i enjoyed it it's a very very interesting track i think my only other gripe with it is she says pink blood way too much and it's a tad bit repetitive but that's also just you know we only get a snippet of it in that opening so i'm i'm looking forward to hearing the full track on its own but it is a very interesting one and i it wasn't quite what i expected i'll say i'll I'll disagree with you luna i actually think this is a a really good fit for to your turn. Now, to, to be fair, I don't know much about the series, and and I haven't watched it. But from what I understand, to your attorney is a supposed to be a pretty surreal anime uh, at a lot of times. And I I Pink Blood's a surreal song, and so for me, I I, I feel like it's it actually fits really well. And again, I haven't watched it. I could be completely wrong. But just going off of like the what you see in the opening animation and some of the things in it, I think I think it lines up pretty well. And I, I do agree, it, it is a little repetitive. She does say pink blood quite a lot, but I actually kind of like the song. I, I this is I I know me liking a neo utada songs feels weird to say, but it's true. I, I do I, I kind of like it. I think it 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 works. It works well, and. You know, I was kind of interested into your eternity, but now having watched this, I'm really in, really interested in seeing to your eternity because I, I think it would be a pretty interesting show. Yeah, so I think you're the odd man out here, Gray, because I didn't like watching the credit list opening. I did not know what to expect because I'm not looking. Like, I don't watch anime, so I, 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 of course, obviously, I am not going to look up the the entire thing for. Fumetsu no Anata, so I I had no idea what to expect when I first w- listened to it and watched the credits opening for this. I was like, mm, I don't know what the hell's going on here, <laughs> and I I kind of agree with you, Luna. Where I don't know if the song works particularly well with this anime. It is a good song overall, but I don't think it works personally. I am surprised that she is releasing stuff again, but this is just par for the course because knowing her, she does release one or two things right after Evangelion, and then she goes into hibernation for like another four to five years. So Very true. Yeah, I'm expecting and... her to stick around for like, till like she puts out one or two albums and then yeah, she's, she's out. Not just, even that. Um, not even that. I don't think she's even going to do an album. <laughs> yeah, I. Hey, I'm trying I to be hopeful here. <laughs> Try. I didn't even look up what this was about. That's kind of why, like with you, Ken, I was. I had that feeling of what's going on. I know it's supposed to be a surreal show, so maybe if I watch a whole episode of it, I'll change my mind. But just judging from the opening animation, I had that big question mark over my head of what in the am I watching right now. But all in all, I think Pink Blood is a fantastic song by Utada, and I'm looking forward to actually the full version, and I, I really enjoyed it. So I, I will check out Fumetsu no Nate at some point, because so, I'm curious to see what it's about, because it just was 
caught me as super weird how it, you know, I want to see if it actually matches. Um, so going on to my next one, and I'm actually going to do this in a weird order. So it, I'm going to do Koko de Ikiyoshite by Edu, and it's for Tokyo Revengers. So this is a track I was already familiar with before I even checked out the opening animation. I'm just going to say it. I watched the premiere of the music video. I absolutely love Kokure Ikiyoshite from the first moment I heard it. And I will say this. This was not what I expected to be the ending theme, to be honest. So I thought it was going to be, since it's an ending theme, most of them are more slower type tracks, mid-tempo. I honestly thought my original thoughts were it was going to be a more slow mid-tempo track. I was not expecting it to be upbeat and jazzy, and I loved it. I freaking loved the jazzy funkiness of it. I loved the the beat of it, and surprisingly, it I thought it fit very well with Tokyo Revengers. And when I was listening to it by itself, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is going to fit, but I love the tracks no matter what, you know... It is what it is. And then when I watched the ending animation, I was surprised at how well they fit the animation to the beat of Kokode Ikiyoshite. And that made me love it. And make and it made me really want to watch Tokyo Revengers, which was already a big push on my list for checking out. I've seen trailers and it looks actually pretty interesting. So this is a thumbs up either way. I mean, as a whole song, it you can listen to it and not related to an anime at all and watching it with Tokyo Revengers it fits very well and I'm very happy that it stuck out for that for me yeah no this is a very interesting and I'm glad you picked it because uh, Edu is an artist who I've struggled with over the years enjoying uh, like like I kind of like her I kind of it, it's just I, I've had a hard time really digging her music so I was interested to check this one out. And honestly, I think this is my favorite Edu song to date. Uh, this is actually a damn good song. And it, it does. It has that nice, upbeat, jazzy feel to it. And it it is, is a very, very interesting choice for an ending theme. But, you know, sometimes I, 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 I've seen lately, you, you know, like uh, Last Dance by Mamoru Miyano. You know, that was an ending theme for Inspector. So, you know, lately they, they've been, you know, kind of doing like a jazz uppy theme for various anime. So, uh, you know, it's it's been a recent trend. And if it keeps up, it keeps up. But I, I do. I think this is a wonderful song. And it's definitely interesting. I, I, I did go and read a little bit of what... Because I just needed... I've been, haven't been able to figure out what Tokyo Revengers is about. So I, I did do like the brief like one or two sentence this is what the show is about sort of thing and i, I gotta say it, it's piqued my interest and I, I do want to watch the show so I, i'm looking forward to the ending theme <laughs> i'll be looking forward to the end of each episode so i get to hear the song now would you be would you guys look forward to the opening of this particular anime i would actually i want to look for it after this be i want to look for it soon because I, mean, I love the ending, and I'm eventually, curious. Eventually, we are going to listen to the song because I know how it how the this trend of this particular artist will always show up. So, and if you guys oh, don't yeah. know who, who I'm talking about, it is Official Hige, <laughs> and yes, that, that song is a very different tone than what I'm used to Official Hige. So, I already am very interested in listening to the full release of that song. And I'm 
actually interested in that as well. Just because of what they did with the ending theme, I'm curious how the opening is going to be and how it's going to fit with Tokyo Revengers. Yeah, so, I, I haven't checked it out yet, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to, to, to hear it. Yeah, so going back to Yilin here, I mean, Kokode Ikkyo Shite, it is very, very phenomenal. I really like the song. I didn't listen to any of any of these songs, to the full version at least, before I looked up the videos and stuff like that. So I was very interested on how Ely was going to do this, and it, it's a 9 out of 10 for me. The only thing that I would disagree on both of you guys on is I don't think it matched near the end of that ending part. But that's only my personal opinion. That's my only personal opinion there. Where it, it like 90% of that song wor- gels very, very well to the animation, but that last trailing part of it, it doesn't work for me. But that's just me. But. And I understand what you mean. So I feel like I want to go back and recheck that out. Because like, I think when it first opens, like the first part of the opening of that ending, it just hits you like that, which is what I, I loved. But I'm I'm so glad to see the I'm gl- so glad to see Kokude Ikiyoshite fit very well and exceed my expectations by far. So this is the big one for me, and why well, I saved it for last. So it is a double. It is Soul Salvation and Boku no Yubisaki, both by Megumi Hayashibara, and it is for Shaman King 2021. And I'm a huge Megu fan. I she's been part of my childhood because of all the anime themes she's done and i'm starting with soul salvation because this is exactly what i freaking wanted and what i dreamed of is the opening for shaman king and she hit every spot i wanted of it gave me all of the nostalgia that over from Oversoul, and i loved Oversoul, and i still do and it was like giving me Oversoul, but different but the same, but not because it is what Megumi does best. And she is amazing in opening themes. And Soul Salvation fits to a T. And it just gave me like all those childhood feelings just came back to me of the original Shaman King and Oversoul. And and Soul Salvation just leaves me wanting more and excited for that episode of Shaman King, which I, I cannot wait for it to come to the US. It hasn't yet. When it does, I will be watching it. Um, and for Boku no Yubisaki, that was not what I expected. <laughs> it was, and, and I'm really glad she did something unexpected because it shows that she has a super interesting vocal range and one of the other reasons I love her. So it, it's like a, it is a super weird theme and I'm trying to think of exactly how to explain it because of how her voice changes and it's more like she's in character and I think it fits with the ending theme of you know that slowness it's just it's just so interesting because Soul Salvation and Boku no Yubisaki are completely different songs because Soul Salvation has that flair that you feel with it while Boku no Yubisaki just slows it down with this like easy listening feeling but I, I love that both are super distinct. Being honest, you wouldn't know it's the same artist unless you were a big Megu fan, which I love that. I think this is a solid release. And as like a double, I love it. So I am super stoked and hyped for this. But I'm curious, really curious to think about what Ken thinks about this because I know he loves Shaman King like me. 
Yeah, so for Soul Salvation, I felt like I was re-listening to the song in back in the early aughts when it first initially appeared because it feels like that. It feels like that just with a modern flair. And I really, really loved Soul Salvation. It was probably one of the biggest, bigger things that I actually really did like from your list here. And I was looking forward to it. I've, I was able to to enjoy it a lot more. Now with <laughs> with with Boku no Yuvisaki, I didn't think I was going to be listening to a a I'm 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 blanking on the genre dance Vocaloid. The Vocaloid. There we go. I didn't think I would be listening to a Vocaloid song right there. <laughs> so it is a completely different change. Like it's shocking. Yes. I was like, whoa. <laughs> When I when when I was reading your initial thoughts of this, you were like, "Oh, I thought it would be like a nice slow tempo ballad." I was laughing very hard at that. <laughs> so, it's it's very interesting. the The Vocaloid aspect of it does make it pop just for the modern times, but Soul Salvation is where it's at personally. I 100% agree, because Soul Salvation is the jam. Yeah, no, I, I hate I missed the Shaman King boat. I really do, because it was always a, it always looked like a really cool series, and I just never was able to get into it. Uh, n- not for trying, just I just never watched the anime or read the manga. Yeah. But it, it always looked cool, and, and so I was really looking forward to this, because I, I want to watch it as a, as a noob to the franchise. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I will say, you know, Soul Salvation, it's got, it's got like that early aughts feel to it. It really just, man, it, it, it really pulls you in. Like, it, it's really done really well. And I, I think she killed it. I, I think that Soul Salvation is an amazing, for any anime, but I think it fits really well with what Shaman King is doing. And it, it, it like I said, it, it, is, it really has a, even though it's a brand new song, it has a nostalgic feel to it. Even if you didn't watch the original, like it just feels like something out of the early odds. It is great. As for uh, Boku no Yubisaki, yeah, my, my thoughts were not 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 to dog on or anything, but to me, it sounded like a perfume song. Like th- that to me was like the first thing that I thought I was like, "Ooh, man, this sounds like perfume." Now it's obviously not perfume. It's a uh, Megumi Hayashi Baro, but I, you know, you know, it's not a bad song. It's, it's interesting. It is different. Uh, she. She definitely took a left turn when everyone was expecting a right, but I think it works. I think it suits the show. I mean, I don't know too much about it, so I don't want to go. T- I don't. I don't want to go too it does, hard with it, that. It doesn't assertion. suit the show. <laughs> okay, then it does not remotely fit the show. But you know, she she decided to be artistic. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting yeah. that she should she, she did that, and because you know she's trying to do the. The character focus of, I believe, Anna. Anna was her name. Yes, because yeah, Anna yeah. is Megu's. Uh, that's who she the, does the voice the, to. Uh, she's the character that she voices. Yeah, so that's specifically her. And I completely understand for this part of the anime that they are at, which is really good. But the only, <laughs> the only thing that I have an if on both of them is well, not so much. Uh, Boku no Yubisaki, but it, this is more of Soul Salvation. It literally jolts the arm of like, hey, we know you watched the series, so we're just going to spoil all the things. <laughs> like, a lot of characters show up that wasn't really revealed to be a partner character <laughs> as of yet, 
Especially if you only watch the first episode, you're, you'll be like, oh, that guy shows up again, but this time he has a, 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 a soul, soul like kind of thing. So it's just really, really interesting on the turn that they try to introduce this. It's more like, hey, we're just going to jolt everyone with spoilers. Yep. Yeah, they're just expecting everyone to already read and wa- watch the original. So they're just like, here we go. We hope you watch the original. If not, oh well. Yeah, especially after the first five minutes, you can just piece together what the opening is. After after you watch the opening, you just watch the first five minutes, you'll be like, oh, so that's what's happening. Okay. <laughs> but it's interesting nonetheless. But I guess with that, let's go on to mine. <laughs> so I guess we'll start with the, the lovely, lovely thing of... <laughs> the world end with you the animation so first of all i can't help but laugh because due to everything that happened with ali right before the series aired they had to course correct and now the opening is done by an, a lovely vocalist by the name of mjr and the song is now called twister now unfortunately i wasn't able to listen to the old opening so before it got deleted off the Digiverse here. So there's nothing to compare to. But the thing that we got from it, it, it seems alright. I don't know if the opening animation was supposed to be for for Teenage City Riot as well. But it seemed alright. <laughs> what, did, what did you guys think? Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. It I thought it fit decently for, I'm guessing, what they had to work with. I mean, I thought... I've never heard of MJR before, so this was kind of my first time listening to a track by them. But Twister was very interesting, and it was okay. I I, I might check out the show, but I, I, I still want, would like to know what Teenage City Riot would have been, you know, with, with For the World Ends With You. So I'm still curious, and I'm sad we didn't get to see it, but yeah, I thought Twister was okay. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting tale, and I, I was so hyped for Teenage City Riot, and I, I hate I wasn't able to check it out. But you know, I've been really looking forward to The World Ends With You. I have not quite picked it up yet, but it's on my short list. I'll probably watch it, start watching it. I'm hoping within the next week or two, and get caught up before the finale airs. But I, you know, Twister, it's it's not a bad song. I think it fits the show. It fits the tone really well and and, you know it's to me like my takeaway was this was already a song that they had commissioned for the show maybe to use as an insert song somewhere along the way yeah that's probably what kind of that's that's probably what happened this was supposed to be like an insert song but then they were like well (laughs) well we got to do something and and i will say that Maybe it was magic or whatnot, but it like the the music does line up with like the opening animation pretty well. Like it doesn't feel out of place. Yeah, and and I think and it feels slapped together. It it I think it also feels like that because of just how low and not low energy, just how very fitting the composition is to the overall tone of the show and i think that's why yes. it was originally a insert song that they were just like well we gotta stick it on the opening because it it feels like it was made for the anime and there's nothing if yeah. ands or buts about it yeah it this this does feel like a, a song that was actually specifically written for this anime 
So I, I do agree with you a lot, but I, I think it's a good song. I, I, I really, I, I really liked it, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the show. What's funny is, so obviously the no credit version of this is available for everyone. It's on Square Enix site for for goodness sake so go ahead and take a look at that but what's very interesting is the comments are turned off for this particular song and i think it, a lot of people know why <laughs> yeah so. i don't blame them for that so with that let's let's continue on to my my next two here and it is going to be in case by bish and aoi by polka stingray for the lovely series of godzilla sp now i was very surprised on both because I was very wrong initially on Bish's part because I thought it was going to be a very slow tempo track that relied a lot on their vocals, but it very much matched the theme and the arc that this particular anime is going with. So it overall it worked okay, but I was right that the vocals for this track was really, really good and I really liked what Bish did for In Case. And then as for Aoi, I absolutely loved Aoi. I was also kind of right on this, that it was going to be a little bit on the slower side than what they usually do. And I really like that little change that they did. However, if I were had to choose one or uh, which one was better, I was right that in case would overpower them in both terms of composition and vocal sh- vocal range because of having a group compared to just... Shizuka, who's just a single vocalist here. So, eh. <laughs> kind of thing. So, I actually, I, I agree with you. I think both of them matched very well to the theme of Godzilla SP, especially the Bish one. I was also very surprised about In Case. I'm not a big Bish fan in general, to be honest, but I enjoyed In Case, and it fit very, very well with the opening. And it actually made me want to watch it and check out the full track but i will say i think i loved aoi by polka dot stingray a little bit more as as a you know as a song but i think it fits very very well as the ending theme and i think that slower side you know that they did fit because it does fit with that the ending theme but i just loved how the animation flowed with both in case and aoi and I think both tracks are very, very good. So I think that was a double win. And I really want to check out Godzilla SP. I was kind of on the fence about it. But after seeing the opening ending animation, it it made me want to watch it and dive into it. Yeah, no, uh, In Case by Bish is one wonderful song. I, I, I love it. And I, I think it's a really, really good song. And... I'm probably going to add it to my library just because I'm a huge Bish fan and I, I think it's a wonderful song. Uh, and I do. I, I, I can see that easily fitting with a show about giant monsters and destroying Tokyo. Like It, it, it fits. It, it works. Um, for Aoi, I, I, I think it's a really good song. So uh, don't, don't take what I'm about to say too serious. To me, I don't think this fits. I have not watched Gojira SP, but I I don't know. To me, it's just a little too cheery for a show that's about Tokyo being destroyed. Like I I I don't know. Uh, like it's not taking place in Tokyo at all. <laughs> oh, I, 
to me though, it's it's still just a little cheery for Godzilla ending. Uh, to to me, like I, I could be wrong. Like like if if I watch the show, it, it might fit way better than than I think. But I I don't know. I, I, I saw it. I was like, ah, I I don't know. It it, it it's interesting. Like I said, it's a wonderful song. I really like it, and I think Polka Dot Stingray done a fantastic job with it. But I. I I'd want to watch the first two or three episodes before I really hold fast to an opinion of whether or not I, I feel totally it fits. No, I, I understand your little gripes with it. It is a little bit much more of a cheerier song, but the thing is that that's what this group is known for. <laughs> I also think that too. <laughs> so. th- th- that's also true. That, that, that is very true, and and that that does need they, to be noted. They 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 are a pop rock group, and, and they do dabble in some darker theme, but a lot of their I want to say eighty percent of their discography is pop rock, <laughs> and that's what this song is. <laughs> With yeah. that, let's continue on to my last pick here, and it is "Why" by Agronavis for the lovely series of Card Fight Vanguard Overdress. <laughs> I was quite wrong on this. Overall, it is a solid release, and it wasn't as high tempo and energetic as I thought it was. Granted, that could be said about the series overall, but that's a totally different story for a totally different time. Overall, if I did have to go with this ending, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. it, it it's just how it is, and I would just end the episode. It's just, it was so underwhelming for me, and... But that, that's just me. It matches the ending perfectly to the animation. But overall, idea that I had for this song was completely different. And that was on me. And it's alright. It's a solid song. But they need a win, honestly. And Agronavis ain't, ain't doing any favors with Y, to be perfectly honest. So, I I actually kind of liked Y by... Argonavis, but I will say this, I think the opening theme, uh, Zeal, Zeal of Proud by Rosalia is so much better. However, I did enjoy Y, and I, I think it was, you know, a nice, uh, pretty good track, and it fit pretty well, I'm guessing. I will say, it did make me want to watch Card Fight Vanguard Overdress, and it made me check out the opening theme, that I totally forgot Zeal of a Proud was the opening theme until I watched it. But I actually really want to watch it now. And I will say it really is thanks to the opening animation and the songs because that's a big pull for me. Plus, I love Clamp. And since they did the animation, that also drew me in. But all in all, I, I agree. I think it was a solid release. I, I think, although I think Zeal of the Proud is the better track... But I can't argue with why because it was still pretty good. Yeah, no, I actually like Why by uh, Argo Novus. Uh, it's it's a really good song. I, I really really like it. It's an interesting pick because, like, if if you just showed me the animation minus the you know what the show is for, I would have never guessed this was for a car battle anime. Same. Like, it does not. I mean, this this like, particular anime is also in a card fight anime too. <laughs> Both opening and EDs, the opening and the ending for this particular series, all the comments are blacked out because they know that a lot of people had a lot of different things to say about this. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, I I could totally see that. Yeah, it's yeah, it, but why is a great song? Uh, I really liked it, and uh, short of watching the show, I don't know if it's a good fit or not. Uh, like I said, I you wouldn't you wouldn't guess it's a card pal anime just looking at the animation of it, but yeah, uh, you, you, you know, uh, it, it's piqued my interest. Uh, I, I want to watch it a little bit of it. I don't know if I'll get around to it, but. Uh, I would like to. I would like to at least check it out and um, just see what see what the fuss is about. The bare minimum. Yeah, that's that's for darn sure. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to this week's music corner here. And Luna, you have the lovely reins of introducing your artist this week. So why don't you take the stage? All right, so for Music Corner this week, I picked a Japanese rapper named Rechi, who began her career in 2016 when she participated in the Bazooka High School Rap Championship, and she released her first single, Good Day, at that time. And then later on, 2018, she actually signed with the label Sonic Groove and released her first mini-album, JK Wa Borando, JK is a brand. Uh, from there, she actually went to collaborate with a couple artists. One was cut in with the track Toku 2018. And she's been featured in several ones with Yayoi Diamond, such as Melon Soda and Choose Me. She is known for her cute look with model-like style in a punchy rap. And due to her unique rap, sty- ra- uh, rap and style, she's caught the eyes of many through social media, such as Twitter, YouTube, Insta. So that's kind of how I discovered her was through social media is she piqued my interest that and her collaboration with Yayoi Diamond also piqued my interest because of her rap is her collaboration rap is fantastic and she's such a great cadence that I wanted to check out her solo music and learn more about her. So her latest track, Nokinami, is very interesting as it starts out really slow paced as far as the composition and mainly focuses on her rap, but it picks up right around the chorus and continues that pace. So when I first heard Nokinami, I honestly had no idea what to think of it. I was sitting there like, what? And then when I went back to re-listening to it, especially when a music video dropped, I really liked how it ended up matching with the flow of her rap so well, especially in the chorus when it picks up, because that first part, it doesn't match and it threw me off. But when it picks up, I love that pace of it. My favorite track, though, is Excuse Boy. And I feel like it shows off her vocals as well as her rap as she does a good mixture of vocals and rap. And I think it flows. Plus, the I love the mid-tempo composition with it, which makes it more of an easy listening track for rap. And it's not super in-your-face. I also love, I don't, off her, uh, tw- uh, tw- I can never say this, Twempty album is called Hashtag Bow Down. And it is a super fast-paced rap song. And it fits so well with her style. And her cadence and the composition, everything just flows perfectly. And there is a live track on, there's a live of the a hashtag bow down on YouTube that is freaking phenomenal. And Rachie just kills it. And it just made me love the track even more. So she currently is, even though she's been around since 2018, she has a pretty short discography. 
She has too many albums, J.K. Waburando and Twumpty. Five digital singles, her latest being Nokinami. You can follow her, uh, check out her website, because you can follow, you can check out her official website on there, Twitter, Insta, and YouTube. We also have the music video for Excuse Boy on there as well. So I'm curious to hear what you two think, because she is a very hit or miss rapper, and she's very interesting. I, I normally don't pick people like this. However, she really caught my eye lately, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I, I guess I'll go ahead and start us off. And uh, she's an interesting pick. I will I will say I'm glad you picked her. She is not to my taste getting that in the front out of the way. But I, I think she is talented. I think I think uh, she's a really competent rapper. She has really good cadence. She has good rhythm. And I think she knows what she's doing. And, and it really does show... I think she has really good skills. Uh, my my biggest critique of hers uh, is her compositions. I'm, and I, I get that's the style that that is. She has a more of a Western style in her composition work, and and you know there's there's a market for that, and there's nothing wrong with it per se. But it's just something that to the, like there might come a day that I do like it a lot, but. At this point in time, it's it's not my style that I like as far as composition goes. So I would like to see her do a, a, a little bit more of a traditional style composition. I, I think like uh, she could do something like if she could do like a more traditional style competi- composition, I would love her a lot. Because like I said, I think she's got the rap. I think she's really, really good rapper. Uh, it's just her compositions are just not to my taste. But she does have a couple of really good songs that I did wind up liking uh saucy i think it's pretty enjoyable and um toku uh 2018 is also a pretty pretty solid song yeah so i'm like you gray i had a very difficult time getting into raichi here (laughs) there are a couple of songs that were very interesting i really did like excuse boy but that was probably one of the shining examples compared to a lot of Raichi's discography, and this is not saying anything bad about her. She's a phenomenal vocalist and a very phenomenal rapper. It's just that a lot of what I'm looking for, especially now, isn't what she's offering. I think that she is an amazing collab artist, but as a main vocalist, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow for me i mean things like uchida and no kinami was very difficult for me to listen to and i and trust me i've listened to on my end an artist that i've i know that you guys had struggled with too but i think specifically the fact that she has that very influencer i i don't really i hate using this term a very influencer style really rubs me the wrong way. But that's just a personal thing. Overall, she's an amazing vocalist, and I can give I can give her that. But for me, it's just on a different level. And I, I completely understand. I knew she'd probably be more of a miss than a hit. But I, I'm also very interested in where she'll be a couple months from now. Just because I feel like over time, she's really changed 
like yeah. listening to her first single good day and hearing Nokinami like and even in in between that like her style I feel like does change so I'm very curious on how that will go for the future but I I'm still glad you found some enjoyable songs by her and I'm actually looking forward to see what she'll do next. Yeah, that that's the thing too. I'm I'm always looking forward to see when our roundups are going to happen if the artists will bring new ideas or new fl- different images into the foray of when we originally talked about her. And I think Raichi is going to be one of those artists. Hopefully that uh, she, for me, just mills out, but that's just a personal <laughs> personal thing. But overall, I can't wait to see what is in store for her. So, you know, there, there's that. Yeah, uh, thank you for picking her, Luna. Like I said, even though she wasn't to my taste, I, I'm glad that we cover this. I, I would rather us cover a wider variety of artists, even if not everybody on the show likes them, than just try to cater to everybody's tastes. Because, uh, you know, our audience, you know, they, they might really like her. And I think it's good to highlight uh, an artist like this, like I said, even if it's maybe not somebody I personally would go all the way to listen to. So I'm glad you picked her. And I, I am also looking forward to the roundup because, you, you know, she could really do something special within the next release or two that could really alter my opinion. So uh, I'm, I'm eager to see what she does next. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys, you know, enjoyed it for the most part. And I hope all our listeners check her out. Curious to hear your opinions as well. So... But yeah, with that, let's continue on to the Oricon here. And this one, this week was kind of a bit of a doozy. We had a couple of new songs on here. So with that, let's continue on to number 10. It is Yodoni Kakeri by Yael Sobi. It's very interesting that it's this low. We haven't seen it this low in a long time, but it is what it is. It'll have an amazing run if it ends up this being the last week. I, I doubt it, but... <laughs> But this week, Yoda Nikakeru sold a lovely 26,340 points. And going on up to number 9, it is Fushigi by Gen Hoshino. What did you guys think about this? Let's start with you, Luna. So, I love Fushigi. I I enjoyed Hoshino Gen's creation, but I think Fushigi is a way better track especially after going back and listening to creation but the gen's vocals are fantastic the composition is really what got me for fushigi as i i loved it it just fit very well with him with with his vocals everything flowed and it's just an amazing track it's one of my favorites of the week because i have several yeah no this is a awesome track i think gen hoshino really knocked it out of the park and uh, yeah, this is a great track. I, I hit the plus sign on this, and uh, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's good. I think there's only one other track for me, or I guess technically two, uh, that beat this, but it, it's it's really good, and like I said, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, so like I've said about Hoshino's things in the past here, when it hits, it hits, and Fujiki really hit it out of the park for me. I absolutely enjoyed it upon first listen a couple weeks back i absolutely loved it to the point that i'm like i know this was getting uh hoshino when i first listened to it but that i was still surprised on how much i loved it i instantly added it as upon my first listen so same but with that 
Fushigi sold a lovely 26,361 points. And going on up to number 8, it is Dry Flower by Yuri. Not much we can say here, but it is what it is. And going on up to n number 7, it is Odu by Aldo. <laughs> so how, how did we th feel about this track? Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, no, this is a interesting track to say the least. It, it's different and it is kind of wild. But I, for me, it's it's not really my thing. Uh, I don't think it's particularly good. For me, the problem with it is it can get chaotic. And it, that really detracts from it. And I, I, I don't outright hate this song, but I, I did not really like it that much. So... I, I think Usewa was a better song, so... Uh, but, you know, Otto's been showing up a lot lately, so even though this one's a miss for me, I'm looking forward to her next release, so hopefully that'll chart too. So for me, I actually liked Odo better than Usewa. I don't know why, but I, I, I think it's the unique like, composition and Otto's vocals with it really made Odo stand out quite well. And it surprised me. I was very interested the whole time. And usually I, I listen to these while I'm working. So it grabbed my attention immediately. And I'm like, okay, this is a very, very interesting track composition-wise and vocal-wise. And I actually, now that when I think about it and I listen to it like a second time, I ended up liking it a lot more because of its uniqueness. So I still don't care for Usewa. I don't know why, but I think Otto is a great song and I'm really curious what she will do next yeah. in general. Judging by this track is super interesting. So I'm very curious where she'll go. Well, you know, case in point, this shows that Otto can evolve with her music style because thematically and genre wise i think this is so much different than usewa this is more a r&b style of track compared to what usewa was which is more of a a fusion pop style right yeah i agree and i think that's why i liked odo a lot more than usewa and i also like that she did this genre change too and shows that she can she can try she's willing to try different things yeah, so, I mean, within a week, she got over 10 million views on it. So, I mean, Ado's mark onto the Japanese music industry is going to only continue here. And we've seen this trend continue on with digital creators, and that's really good for Ado. You know, we, we saw this trend continue on, and we knew this trend was continuing on. But to see this permeate even more for other artists that wasn't, Yao Sobi or Yonezu Kanji or the usual the usual victims that we always see on the charts here has been very refreshing to say the least and for Ado to have two tracks on here pop up within the, the last four to five months that is really phenomenal for her right? Oh no I completely agree with that um I think it's phenomenal, and I'm looking forward to see what she'll do next, because having two hit tracks hit so fast, 
I mean, she could be the next rising star, and I'm looking forward to see see that. Do you, do you think she's the next Yasobi? No. No. I think I think Yasobi will still take the crown because of just instantly how the album sold. I think this will be. Oh, that's true. For how Aldo is currently, I would have to wait another year. As of right now, now she could surprise us and release an album near October and that sells straight throughout the last remaining months of 2021 but if I were to be a betting man here I think Yasobi is just very strong on all all fronts even if we personally don't like certain songs by them it sells phenomenal regardless yeah no I I, I could see that argument yeah yeah, because, I, I mean, like, Otto, she's got really good range, uh, and she can tackle multitude of genres, so she, she's talented. And, yeah. You know, like, like I said, like, I, I hope, she, you know, she's she's had two hit the charts, uh, so I, I'm very optimistic she'll have another one on here. Yeah, no, no, uh, she'll obviously have, she'll obviously have a lot more singles to to dominate the charts with but if i were to be a betting man and say is she the new yasobi well first of all it's a little bit a mismatch here because of how yasobi operates but as a female vocalist as of right now she is definitely going to be one of the trendsetters for the reiwa era and that is very very interesting to see say the least yeah no, I, I'm curious to see how this year will go and see what Otto will be releasing. And I know we'll see more of her. She's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, that's for darn sure. Regardless, Otto sold a lovely 29,896 points. And speaking of Yasobi, we have them at once again at number six with Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suisei. Once again, not much of what we can say here, but... With that, this week it sold the lovely 39,303 points here. And going on up to number 5, it is Take a Picture slash Pop and Shaken by Niju. Not much we can say here. Niju is going to dominate the charts probably for another week or two. I can probably see that. But regardless, this week it sold the lovely 45,819 points here. And going on up to number four, it is Downtown slash Gambaranayo by Juice Equal Juice, or Juice Juice, how we usually say them. Now, this was very interesting release, and how did you like this, this great? I know that we've been kind of on and off fans of Juice Juice, because some, some tr- singles hit, some don't, but a majority of them do. So how did you like this release? Yeah, no, Juice Juice is a... A mostly consistent group and they, they tend to put out good tracks and this week is no upset, exception this is downtown is my song of the week easily uh, it's not really that close I, I love that song it is absolutely amazing and I'm, I've listened to it several times since uh, since uh, we were covering so it is really good, but the it's a double A side release, so it's downtown and Gambare Nayo, uh, and that is also a really solid track. Uh, it, that one's a little bit more, I think, out of a traditional poppy idol song, but it's still really, really good because 
I, I think Juice Juice, they, they really know like how to hit the notes. And, uh, you know, I think they do a fantastic job. Uh, but I, it just, it's just not quite as good as Downtown. Because Downtown, it's such a catchy tune. And it's a, like it's got like a good dance feel to it. And it's very classy. It's got a real classiness uh, to it as well. So I thought Downtown, Gambare Nayo was a solid release. I love the variation because Downtown is a fun song. It's catchy. And I think the girls' vocals are pretty good in it as well. But I will say I'm going to be the opposite of Grey. And I I personally love Gambare Nayo more than Downtown. But I also love ballads. And I've been in a more ballady mood lately. So I'm a little biased in that way. But I also the main reason I do love Gambare Nayo more than Downtown is because of the vocals. And you can hear their vocal ranges and it come it like it they just do a perfect job hitting all the notes and the composition in Gambare Nayo and that just pulled me in immensely and I love hearing when they do such vocal heavy tracks. And I mean downtown is also vocal, you know, like does have some outstanding vocals in it, but I feel like Gambare Nayo was the more vocal track for me that I loved. But all in all, I mean, this is like a solid release by Juice Juice. I love both. And I love Juice Juice in general. So I think for me, they usually hit the spot. And this this double A side definitely hit the spot for me. And I highly recommend both. Yeah, so obviously coming from a more traditional idol background here, this hit that spot it really reminded me of idol songs of the olden days and especially with gamba denaya because it is a more vocal heavy song which i absolutely love not saying that that downtown isn't like that because downtown really meshes very well with the composition that the girls are trying for for just just and that really helps better the song overall but for me Gambare Nayo is the song for me overall Juice Juice had a very solid release to the point that I'm like my goodness I need to pay attention to them a little bit more than what I have been doing yeah yeah no uh most definitely and I I do want to clarify both songs are amazing I just happen to like downtown just a little bit more but yeah, yeah, no, they, they, like they've like Juice Juice, uh, they've they've been on fire as of late, and uh, they like they they they've been really on a streak, and I'm eager for it to continue, and I am most yeah. definitely looking forward to their next release. So out of like, I'm I've been kind of seeing this trend here, and just to, like a little pit, nitpick here for Juice Juice, and I guess another group that I would consider their equal. Of the smaller idol groups, equal love. I think having these two groups kind of forway what it means to be an idol group now is really helpful for the industry. And I really do appreciate what both groups are doing as of right now. I agree 100% because I feel like they stand out the most among the idols and they remind me of what idols were 
And also, I will say they both have good compositions and they know how to utilize their members to match those compositions and make a solid track. And that makes a big difference because lately we don't always see idols that can match that. And I think Juice Juice and Equal Love are great examples of that. It can be done and it is being done. Yeah, it it is interesting. And and in a lot of ways, I think, you know, uh, Juice Juice and Equals Love, I think they're, you know, really leaving their their mark in, in, in a way that the big idol groups, I don't, I'm not going to say can't, but they certainly aren't at this moment. And, Let, let's just uh, say this much. I think they need to be aware of them compared to before yeah. where you have the 48s and the 46s and you don't need to worry about anything else. Now there are a bunch of groups like this that can rise up and not necessarily dethrone them, but match them blow for blow, I would expect. Yeah, and and, and, and competition's good, good for everybody. So yes, it, it is nice that they're that they're coming up, and you know it, it'll be eager to uh, see how they shape the idol industry going forward. Because I, I do think they're going to make a lasting impact. Regardless, downtown and Gabare Nayo sold a lovely 45,986 points here. And going on up to number three, it is Hitori Janai by 17. Now, Luna, you weren't here last week, so I kind of just want to pick your brain on how you felt about this song overall. So I actually kind of liked Hitori Janai by yeah. 17. And. I think it's because I've been listening. I went back in my K-pop streak a little bit and started listening to some of the boy groups. And it kind of gave... So I feel a little biased in the reason why I liked it. Mm. And this is my first exposure to Seventeen, to be honest. They're not a one I've dived into before. I thought their vocals were actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the composition was okay. That was the only reason I'm saying, like, I didn't love it. But I actually did kind of like it. I... I would like to hear more vocal heavy tracks by 17, you know, with a little better composition, but yeah. all in all, I mean, I enjoyed it, so. Yeah. Regardless, Hitori Janai sold a lovely 52,515 points here. And going on uh, to number two, it is Kimiwa Non Carrot, or Kimiwa Non Carrot, by Last Idol. <laughs> and oh boy. <laughs> How did you guys feel about this song or these? super single overall let's start with you gray yeah um i don't know maybe coming off of juice juice is i don't know hurt the song but kimi wa non carrot it's i don't like it i i think there's spots in it where i can see some diamond and um a lot of rough but they they, they really need to sand down the the, the rough because it it's it is. It's not good. It doesn't flow too well. I think the girls, you know, they they are getting used to being a unit. You can kind of tell with this release. Uh, they're well, harmonizing the, a bit more. The thing is with this particular group is they all the, the Simbatsu changes all the time. It's yeah. it's a comp, it's American Idol competition style, and that's uh. what is hurting this group. Yeah, because they can't form any cohesion. They can form any cohesion. And I know you really liked Otana Survivor, their last release, but this has... It's not... They don't know what they want to be. And that's been the lasting trend that Last Idol has been. 
And I know you feel the same way too, Luna. Oh, I do. Every freaking time a Last Idol song pops up, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? And I'm just going to say that they don't know what they want to be. And that is my continuous issue with them. And I mean, it makes sense because the Simbatsu, you know, is ever changing. But it's really hurting this group because I don't think I found one song that's been solid for me. The and only I hate time to say it like that. The only time that we've that the two of us, me and you, liked Last Idol was when they did their mini Simbatsu groups. And they had focused songs specifically on those groups. I remember that. This was two years ago at this point, And they haven't... That's probably why I forgot. <laughs> they haven't gotten that cohesion. The B-side songs, Hitomi Kirakira and Stupid Nimo Nazezuni, is much better than Kimi wa Nan Carrot. And that's because... Oh, I agree. They know what they are in those particular songs. They don't... Last Idol is running into the 48s and 46s, things of certain certain things of they don't know what to be. They don't know what they want to be, and that's killing them overall. It really is. And I 100% agree with you. Listening to their B-sides, the sad thing is, is like, I I thought he told me Kira Kira was better. I thought Stupid Nemo and Narizuni was better. You know, and I... I really didn't care for Kimi Wa Nan Carrot. I just, I try, like, I wanted to like it in the inside because I feel bad. I always, it, Last Idol's always been a miss besides their mini groups. But at this, you know, if they're going to keep going to where they're going, that's just how it's going to be until they know how to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. And it's it's disappointing, but it is what it is, so. Yeah, Kimi Wa Nan Carrot, it, it just like that it it's it is it doesn't work i yeah. i don't even know what they were going for with that song it just it doesn't work in any manner so yeah regardless this week it sold a lovely 56,014 points here and going on up to another thing that personally I don't think worked <laughs> is number one, it is Challenger by JO1 the lead song for this is Born to be Wild and how, how did you guys like this? I, I know how we feel about JO1 overall, but how did you guys feel about this group? So, for once, I didn't hate it. I am partial, so I didn't love it. But I didn't hate it. So I thought it was okay. I thought Born to be Wild was okay. And I feel like if, if it weren't for the composition, I think I would have enjoyed it way better than I did. And that's what did it for me. I honestly enjoy JL1's vocals. I think their vocals are very good. The sad thing for me is I thought the B-sides were better, especially their ballads. I thought, uh, was it Kono Mama was fantastic because of their vocals and just the ballad just fit it so well. But Born to be Wild for me, I... I wanted to like love it, but I didn't. But I'm glad I liked it more than I thought I would. Because I, I really did go into automatically thinking it's JL1. I'm not going to like it at all. But at least they kind of gave me a little bit of, hey, you know, we can do something you might like eventually. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think this track is a step in the right direction. Uh, I think they need to take a lot more steps in, in, in the direction before... They get to anything that I really would love, but it's it's not that bad. 
as it stands, I didn't get to listen to any of the B tracks, so I'm not going to talk about them. But Born to Be Wild, it, it's okay. It's doing some weird things in, in the beginning and the the end that don't quite work for me, at, at least with the composition. But it, it's it's an okay song. I I think if it if this song just got like a little bit more polish, it, it would be really good. But it's all right as is. Uh, like I said, I think it's a step in the right direction. Like you can really hear their vocals in this, and you know you can tell they're really talented vocalists. And it would be nice to hear more songs that brought that out more. Uh, I I kind of like I think, the rap in the middle, but I, I think you should listen be to the B side track if that's what you're looking for personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like, I think they have potential, but I, I, I know like the style of "Born, Born to Be Wild" sells well. So, I, I, I think like uh, their A side tracks are probably always going to be a lot like "Born to Be Wild," and then their B tracks, you might hear a little bit more of their vocals and stuff. Uh, you never know. The they're they they could change and evolve, but I, I don't see it happening. I'm not that optimistic, but. It is what it is. Like I said, it is a step in the right direction. I don't think they're going to keep going down the trail, but you know, we'll we'll see. Next next release, it'll be number one again, anyway. So, yeah. Regardless, I mean, for me, this is three strikes you're out. I I have not liked any of the releases that that they've done. I think that their B sides are much better, in my personal opinion, and that's because of just the style that there is and the reason why they formed. Because of this was a Produce One Hundred One production, so of course, Produce One Hundred One is literally just K-pop in name only at this point, in my personal opinion. So obviously, they are going to do that style to pop and wow the critics, so to speak, and the crowd. I use that in very heavy quotations here. But for, for me, Kimi no Mama and Design, for that matter, was a much better track. And not to say that the rap didn't work. It's just it how they use it and just throw it in there doesn't work for me personally. But that's, that's just a personal problem at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, Kimi no Mama and Design and what a... Was also really good. Regardless, Challenger, Born to Be Wild, so that lovely 261,940 points here. And with that, let's just kind of take a parse at the albums here. You got Glay for their one love analogy. You got Kuriri with Tensai no I, so that's good for them. Girls 2 with Girl Revolution Party Time. Not too bad for them as well. You got Novel Bright's new album as well. So congratulations to them for placing. One Last Kiss. This is probably because of the news of what is going to be released for One Last Kiss. So that that took a huge bump there. Terminal by Yuki. I'm, I'm not surprised by Terminal out there. And Border by Carnival by Pen is up there as well. So congratulations to everyone there. But yeah. With that, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ungakudu. I know we ran kind of long here, but it's because of our topics, which we love doing. So, But you can find us on all social media platforms at Twitter and Instagram at Ungakudu. If you want to see us cover all the lovely news and interviews and things like that from various artists of the Japanese music industry, be sure to check out our website at ongakudu.com. 
make sure you follow our affiliates, Curry Hunter. He is a variety streamer and was going through some lovely, lovely games of the RPG Factor. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out Timber Taff, who is a variety streamer as well, who was going through Ori in the Blind Forest as of late. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timber T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister Luna Rose who's been going through Monster Hunter Rise as of late. So you can check out her antics at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty r-a-i-n-s-t-a-r-k-i-t-t-y. You can also check out our other affiliate Fangirl Has No Name who is a variety streamer in and of herself and she is going through Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Once again you can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl has no name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that me, Kyo, Fangirl, and Timber do called Podosaurus. This week we went through the lovely, lovely things of the Resident Evil Showcase, which that game is coming out, so probably look out for a semi-review for that as well, as well as Cyberpunk 2077. You can check that out on all podcast streaming services by looking up Curry Hunter, same as his Twitch handle as well. You can find me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboco Herobo, and more Aina Aiba. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OmegakuGray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. I recently picked up Near Automata. I missed the boat the first time around that game came out, and I've been really enjoying it. So uh, if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And you, Luna? You can follow me on several social media, such as the Twitters, My Anime Planet. Uh, no, it's My Anime List, Anime Planet, Kitsu, as Luna Maria 87 and Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram, where you can see what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, what I purchased and it's going to sit on the shelf for a year, and photos of my very naughty cat. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ongakuryu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna saying thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful week, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.